Hi, Damien Marcus from 100 Not Out here. MP. Yes, Damo. We all know the importance of having a diary, but who wants a boring old day planner? Not me. Enter the journey of me. Ta-da! The incredible eight-month wellness journal designed especially for wellness peeps like you. Yes, Damo, this beautiful eight-month wellness guide is filled with questions, planners, exercises, reflective notes, and more. Endorsed by the Up For A Chat girls and loved the world over, the journey of me is a must-have if you're ready to live your best life for life. To purchase your very own journey of me and receive a free set of inspirational postcards, simply enter the code COUCH at www.wellandnew.com. That's www.w-e-l-l-i-n-e-u-x.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up For A Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, up for a chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Meara. And I still have a fairly croaky voice. <laughs> this is gonna make this is gonna make two weeks in a row that you're all gonna laugh at me. I know it. <laughs> So you the, sound a lot better, Karen. Yes, I, I, th- I feel a million times better. But I just wish, you know, like when some people lose their voice, they get that beautiful, sexy, husky sound. I've just gone to this high-pitched three-year-old irritating noise and it's, <laughs> it's irritating me. It's hilarious. Well, How darling, funny. we still love you. Well, that's lucky. That's all I can say on the matter. That's lucky. Mm. But the upside to that, though, is that I don't have to do all of the talking today because we've got a special guest on the, on the show with us today, courtesy of our beautiful Kimmy. <clears throat> we have the beautiful Lizzie Williamson joining us. Now, Kimmy, tell us a little bit about how you um, came to get Lizzie on the show to be one of our guests today. Well, I think my first introduction of Lizzie was with Cindy. We were sitting at the Mind Forum down in Sydney, and I think we'd all been sitting for quite a few hours, and our butts were starting to go a bit numb. And the next minute, we heard an introduction, and everybody, whoever the MC was, turned around and said, please welcome Lizzie Williamson. And this unbelievably hot, gorgeous, amazing, fit-looking gazelle prances onto the stage and gets us all up and happening and really interactively moving our body. And I just looked at Cindy and went, oh, my God, I love her. And she just had this beautiful, vivacious, positive, smiling, happy energy and disposition that made you want to move. And she's also a very good friend of our gorgeous friend, Charlotte Carr. So we were talking about Lizzie not long ago and and I'd heard about part of her story, more of her story, um, particularly around postnatal depression and how she's used exercise to become a really big and important and focal point of her own life, in fact, making it into her business. So I just knew that she would appeal very much to our listeners. She's a busy mum. She's a businesswoman. She's hot. She's gorgeous. And everything that we all love about people out there giving it a go. So that is why I asked her and why we were fortunate enough to get her on the call. Well, aren't we just the luckiest fish alive? So, Lizzie, welcome. Welcome to Up For A Chat. Thank you for being a part of today's show with us. 
Thank you so much. That smile I have on my face most of the time is now quite huge after that introduction. <laughs> I loved it. I'm so excited to be chatting with you guys. Thank you. Oh, what a treat and an honour. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about how you came to be at the Mind Forum and, and, and be in the skin that you're in right now. Yeah, well, I've always loved moving my body. I was a, a dancer. I danced all my life. I came to Sydney from a little town in Queensland to be a professional dancer, and that's what I did for a while. So it's kind of, I guess it's always been part of me, movement, being active. And so when I moved out of being a dancer, it was quite a natural progression for me to become a personal trainer because of my love of moving and my knowledge of the body. So that became my profession. And since doing that and all the sort of other experiences that I've had along the way, in particularly becoming a mum, I guess discovering my my voice and the message that I'm wanting to put out to the world to inspire people to move, it's kind of led me to look at what opportunities there are out there to actually get that message on a bigger stage. And certainly something like the Mind Forum, being able to get up on stage and get you all up and moving so you can actually see for yourself, oh, wow, okay, this is actually what my body is craving, what I need to do. Um, then that's just a really, really amazing thing for me to be able to do. So it's all kind of, it's all been a journey. I, um, I really got up on the mind stage, I suppose, because I also studied at um, IIN, the Institute for Integrated Nutrition, and so really became aware of this whole other world out there that was, you know, just way beyond um, just uh, just exercise itself, just getting someone down and doing 10 push-ups. So my go forth and, and find opportunities like the Mind Forum. And so what... What inspired you? I mean, you're you're a dancer from from way back. What sort of dancing do you do, or did you do? Oh, now I just dance around my living room to Katy Perry songs <laughs> with my daughters. <laughs> Tell me, do you sing with the hairbrush too? Oh yes, oh, um, love I've it. got a seven and nine year old, two girls, and oh yeah, they love getting out the hairbrush. Like ah. we go crazy. So um, that's the kind of dancing I do now. But at the time, you know, I um. I went to dance school and then I was a gigging dancer. So I was doing backup dancing on TV shows and, and on stage. And then I sort of did, you know, gigs at, um, you know, casinos. I've done, you know, terrible dancing gigs like jumping out of a cake at a seven-year-old birthday party, oh, 70s. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> All those type of things that you do when you try, you're getting through dance school. Um, spun barrels at RSL clubs, which probably doesn't really um, qualify as dancing. But then I've also done, um, you know, uh, you know, do, did um, cruise ships and, and that was a bit of a, a turning point for me when I sort of started going into those kind of gigs and, and um, just sort of realising that oh, I actually wanted something a bit more than this. So that's amazing, isn't it? So that, and, and that's what took you to personal training? Yes, I had a, a not a very fun experience when I was on this cruise ship that I, um, me and all the other dancers, in fact, were actually told that we 
needed to lose weight, oh. and which was crazy because we were all so, so small. Um, but that was just the way it was. And so and it was like in that, in that moment, like I had such a healthy relationship with my body with the body image I just I ate and I exercised you know because you know I just it was I didn't have a problem with it I didn't have an issue and then I um yeah in that moment that all changed and um and yeah I started to have such a bad relationship with food with my body and even exercise you know it became something about how I could change my body and fix it rather than um, you know, for for the love of it, and that um, I lost that freedom. You know, that freedom when it comes to food and and movement, and just became so body obsessed. So looking back, probably not the best career choice to go into personal training because it is so much about the body. But it just kind of, I guess, made sense. And I think a part of me wanted to get back that love of <coughs> of movement. And when I could. Um, show someone when they when they moved and when they exercised and when they got their heart rate up how good it actually made them feel Lizzie, I, I know for for many of us that have a sporting or physical background that we know what it means to really hammer our bodies and to really push it and to really um, really engage with it and get the best or even perhaps sometimes the worst out of it by pushing it so hard how has your mentality or approach to fitness changed perhaps since even becoming a personal trainer to where you're at now? Oh, I love that question because it has changed so much. I feel like I have evolved from this, you know, personal trainer just starting out thinking, right, everyone has to get their money's worth and I have to make everyone go super hard and and just walk out of, you know, the session just um, – on their knees pretty much and to being someone who realizes that how you move and and listening into your your body is such a huge um huge part of it so it isn't just about um you know doing a you know doing push-ups because it makes your arms look a certain way I love to kind of you know if I've got someone there doing a push-up it's like okay what are you what are you capable how how are you going to do this so you actually feel super strong and empowered rather than just it's just all too hard? Um, so I'm just this trainer now that is so much more in tune with my own body, with my clients' bodies, and I try and get that across also when I do, you know, my online, my videos and that type of thing. Which let's just talk about those, shall we? those little two-minute videos you do that are so inspiring and so quick and easy. Tell us your philosophy around exercising or functional movement from the home. Well, they all began because, well, for a couple of reasons. Every time I would bump into someone, if I was, you know, walking up to school, I'd see another mum and, you know, mum's often kind of, you know, shy away from me because they sort of feel guilty because they think, oh, I'm not exercising. And they would look at me and say, oh, I, I really want to start exercising. I just don't have time. Um, I just can't fit it in at the moment. And I heard this over and over and over again. And it really started making me think, 
okay, so they're saying they don't have time. Well, how much time do they think they need? And look, I, it, and I've gone through all this myself as well, thinking I don't have time to exercise. So it's a really common thing. And I thought, okay, well, what if it was just two minutes? You don't have to leave the house. So you've got your kids around um, if you don't have any equipment. So it was really all about breaking down and sort of delving into all these excuses that we put up around exercise that we um, that we give to ourselves. And it was like, okay, two minutes, no equipment in your home. There goes that that so many of those excuses that we tell ourselves or that's things that are holding us back. So it was the idea of doing that. And I wanted to deliver it in this way because I remember being quite sort of you know, stuck in my business, not quite knowing what to do, how to deliver it, what platform to be in. And I was walking along the beach one day by myself and I said, if I could do anything right now in the situation I'm in, the resources I've got, what would I do? And it was, I would film workouts. I would put these little workouts that I do myself, um, that I often show, you know, friends or people who are maybe, um, having a hard time or, you know, are really overwhelmed or something, I'd give them a few little moves to do. I'm going to put this on my camera and start putting this out to the world. Oh, I think we've gone onto a mute button there. I love it. I think I was talking away to you then and then I did it on mute. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, sweet. I'm listening to the silence going right. Me, me too. I was like going, what happened there? <laughs> it was going so well. It was going so well. Hey, look, I was having a fine conversation with myself, thanks. <laughs> nice, Kim. Nice. Cindy, you remember when we were down at the Mind Forum and remember um, Lizzie's bubbly, amazing personality. Um, what were some of the things that we were talking about after with her and what we loved about her? Do you remember how you actually, I remember you saying to me, she actually makes exercise look really fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, that, and that was the thing is that, like I, I'm, I'm reading this amazing book that because you know I've been away for a couple of weeks and I've come home to a bunch of mail and of course I ordered five or six books while I was away, and one of the books that I um, got was Man and Food: The Origins, um, and it's by a photographer by Matu Pali and he's French, and he says this: he says, if you hunt, gather, or grow your food yourself, you will work hard to get it and you will be super fit. He says, and what I love is that. As hunter-gatherers, as agriculturalists, as um, herders, we all had to do exercise in order to survive. But we're now in a space in our lives where we don't have to exercise to survive. We don't have to do these things. And so I, don't, I think what I loved about you, Lizzie, is that you made it like it was part of our routine, part of our life, and this is just what we we have we need to do and i think if more and more people realize this then exercise won't be a chore it will become something that um is a part of their survival is a part of their routine because they were they went hand in hand they were part of their of everything so i, I don't know you just you just um 
we just had fun with you. That was the that was the thing, is it? And I think exercise should be fun. I often I've often been to gyms, and I and I'm not a gym person. I hate to tell you, but I'm not a gym person because I go to them and I look at the machines and I don't know what to do with them. And um, I guess you know I want to go out and have fun and hike or swim or follow somebody who's doing some great routine. I always loved aerobics. You know, back in the eighties, we did aerobics, and I was an aerobics instructor. I loved that because you could make that so fun. Uh, and I guess that's what I love about you, Lizzie, is that you just make it fun. And that's the main thing: is that we've got to make things fun. It's like cooking has to be fun. It's like shopping has to be fun. Like I watch Kim every Saturday post something on Instagram and she's been to the market and she always seems to find some handsome man. Huh. I don't know how she does it. <laughs> don't know how she does because it. she's a tart. Every Saturday she finds somebody to have a picture with. Like last week it was Talon. Oh, well, you wouldn't look you like, want? Yeah, you look like, do you remember, do you know that American picture and it's a picture of a male and a female, and the male's got the fork. Do you know that one? It's a, it's an old. Oh, I, I can't even remember the name. Yeah, of I know it, the one. Yeah. That's what you two look like. Shut up. <laughs> I, I, tell you, I tell you. Speaking of fitness and getting his body moving, he is one hot boy. Um, and and part of his exercise regime is always around functional fitness and functional moving. And he's the one that took us up that bloody rock face, and I just about died. Um, <laughs> But it was Lizzie, fun. It was fun. Lizzie, tell us your oh, fun to you watching me cry. Um, Lizzie, tell us a little bit about your story about once you fell pregnant and then what what you know, the story around your postnatal depression. Give us a little bit of background onto that and how exercise supported you through that realm. Yes, it was when I had my second daughter actually and she was born 20 months after my first and it's interesting when you guys had a chat to Nat and she was talking about that importance if you've had any kind of history with depression and then after you've had a baby how that can really um, magnify itself because you do come up against so many different and strong emotions but for me I hadn't had no experience of my own with depression um, and no no history of it. And so it was such a shock to me when my second child was born that I wasn't this kind of, you know, this earth mother that I thought I was going to be sort of swanning around. Like I just went into this horrible, dark place. I felt so overwhelmed so incapable of of doing anything I'd never experienced anything like it in my life I was so felt so angry all the time you know I was you know I was screaming at my kids and I had this um this horrible chant that would go round and round in my head whenever one of my girls would maybe cry or scream or something wasn't working and it was, I'm going to kill myself, I'm going to kill myself. And I didn't, that didn't sort of lead into a plan to do it but that was like a mantra in my head and I didn't recognise myself but I am, I'm from stock that says just get on with it like you know look at how good you've you've got it um come on you know get up and and go but I felt so stuck and 
and I just didn't know know what to do. And um, and so I my whole family it felt like it was just falling apart. I was falling apart. I finally took myself to see a doctor because I'd really really hit that rock bottom, and she was the one who said to me what. You know, we all know the story. When you get on a plane, they tell you to put your oxygen mask on first before assisting others. She said, that's what you have to do. And I think I just heard that at the right moment and realised that, yes, that's what I had to do. You know, I was already a personal trainer. Exercise was part of my life, but I had stopped doing it. I'd stopped doing anything for me, I'd stopped making myself a priority, you know. I was walking the stroller, but that was kind of all. I just wasn't doing something that really, yeah, was for me. And so I thought, okay, my first step is to start moving, to start doing some exercise. And so I got a couple of workout DVDs and thought, right, every day I'm just going to put this on and start moving even if it's two minutes or if I get 20 minutes on you know with when play school's on and um and somehow that was able to that step then the other step and the next step and just continuing going along that moving every day I was able to to pull myself out of that place and whenever I hear that voice which is very very rare but it's still sometimes you know things are really bad might come in or I go to that place of overwhelm or anything it is just I know that I need to to actively move and it's interesting you say that Lizzie because when people are depressed movement is actually the last thing that they want to do you know it's the it's the most uninspiring thing that they want to do um absolutely yeah kudos to you for actually forcing yourself and recognizing that that was the way for you personally to 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 begin the healing journey and I think you know everybody's got their way and 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 it was it's beautiful that you identified that that was your way absolutely and I think what I also had to identify is that I couldn't do what I used to be able to do I didn't have that freedom just be able to walk out the door do an hour jog or fitness session or something and I think I was kind of stuck in that going okay well you know I can't actually do anything um but I sort of realized that what I had to do was start very small and um and that it was going to be very different from what I used to do pre-children um but just those small little things um for me it was for exercise for other people, you know, it can be, you know, many other things that make them feel good. But just that starting small, those little steps um, really helped me. Oh, congratulations. I think what happens is um, it doesn't really depend, it doesn't really matter what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and they call it a keystone habit where, and we've talked about this before, but a keystone habit is is something that you begin to do that creates a knock-on effect that helps you make change after change after change. And it sounds like for you that movement was that knock-on effect that created the change and, and I guess there's been further changes since then. Is that, is that right? Has it not just been about movement? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, you're so right, that knock-on effect. You know, I love that that vision of this this ripple effect of when, mm. um, you know, d- 
doing something. I mean, the great thing about movement is it's also, you know, it does make you, well, certainly makes me and every other woman that I've worked with feel really good. But I think there's certainly, so you've got those mental benefits as well, but then there's also those physical benefits. I hear from women all the time that feeling when they are strong physically, how stronger they feel in life, you know, that idea of when you've actually working on your body, on your core, sort of can help open up your chest and therefore you're walking along with that chest open and that physical, um, you know, action you know, helps mentally feel like you're more open to the world. So I think that's what's so brilliant as well about about movement is how it does make you feel that strong, that strength, um, that um, that empowerment as well. There's that whole thing around. I mean, I would be a multi squillionaire over if I could have developed a pill that I was going to call Walk the Dog. So I want you to know that every time you ask a dog or say to a dog, and Kaz will adhere to this, if you say the word walk or walkies and you watch a dog just absolutely lose it and want to, it cannot wait, it cannot wait to get out there, what is your magic potion walk the dog tablet that someone could take or think about or a mantra? How do you get to that walk-the-dog attitude when it comes to moving? I think it's a – you move through these stages and I've, I've seen it in so many women that depending on where you've come from, it might be really hard just to start. It might be hard to, to stick to it, wherever you kind of start what's going on. But everyone gets to this point and this is what I love is you get to a point that you crave it. You crave exercise. You you want it, and you no longer. Then I watch my clients. They no longer need me, and then I go tick. I am, you know, that is my job done. They don't need someone there giving them accountability. They don't need someone there, an outside source motivating them. And and every woman I've got to gets to that point. But to continue. Um, well, first of all, you have to start, which I know can be very hard. And the longer you, you leave something, the harder it is to start. And then you have to stick to it. So what I see works for people is having a very strong why, you know, that a reason that they want to move. For me, at the beginning, it was because I just – I could see that my family, everything was going to fall apart. So I I had to do something. I had to move. And then for me, it became, as my kids got a bit older, that thing that I just wanted some time on my own, just to have a bit of that headspace. And now that they're at school and I have so much more freedom, now my why is that I know that if I don't go out and, and move my body or even in around the house, get up and dance or do something, get up and have a stretch with a chair, that I can't perform in the way that I want to perform. And that, for me, is just so, so important. So there's somebody like me. <laughs> I've been waiting for this. <laughs> here we go, coaching oh, one-on-one. On one. Let's do go. this. Okay, here we, here we go. go. Everybody settle down. <laughs> let's put our feet up, let's get a cup of coffee and let's have a conversation about this. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. Good luck, Lizzie. Good luck. Okay, Good luck. I'm ready. 
<laughs> oh, it's hilarious that you know me so well. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I've gone through spurts and spats of, of, of training and exercising and get injured and stuff because for whatever reason. So it's challenging to um, constantly start again. And I, yes. I read something a couple of weeks ago and it just slapped me across the forehead and it said, if you hate starting all over again, stop stopping. Oh, my God. I cracked up laughing at myself. I couldn't help it. I Absolutely. That, I thought that was hilarious. But, you know, when I've stopped, I've stopped through injury. So now I look at it and I think, okay, well, I just need to do things that are a little bit more gentle for myself. Obviously, I'm not quite the Kim Morrison with the strength and the running and all that as much as I want to be her when I grow up. I, 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 I'm not quite that person. So, um, you know, then I, I just recently started um, swimming and doing some yoga and stuff and, and, and looking at things like that. But I, it, it's, it's a challenge, I tell you. It's a challenge to get my freckle out there to do it. As much as I enjoy it when I'm there, it's challenging because I can always find a hundred other things that would be far more productive that I could invest my time into. And when I say far more productive, I mean business and work. So I look at it and I go, okay, well, I can either go and swim for an hour or I can record a podcast, write an article, build a website and um, <clears throat> write my plan for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so, okay, so save me from myself. Mm, I hear you. There is always something else that you're right that does seem so much more important, you know. Um, and I think that that's where so many of us get stuck. When you talk about the not stopping, I think that is a huge one. I know for me, I, um, I get up every morning an hour early before my family wakes up and I, I go out and, um, and I do some exercise. And, um, but I know from experience and from seeing, you know, so many women doing this, if I stop, it's going to be so much harder to start so there really is something in that not stopping and I think there's really something in that adjusting it like you're saying you you get injured okay well you know what can I do here can I um can I get down the floor and take some time to to stretch can I rather than stopping find some sort of alternative um so yeah this the stopping thing is um is hard and it, that's the thing that stops me from stopping is because I know if I stop uh, it's so much harder to start, and and when it comes to um, you know to something else always coming first, you know I guess you would know the the you know the what you get out of when you when you move when you exercise how much more you know productive you can be how much clearer you are, and I find for me when I when I do exercise, that's when all my, you know, my clear thinking happens, when I get my big aha moments, when I have that, that clarity. So I guess because I have that awareness perhaps, that's why I will just always make it a, a priority. And it's interesting, you know, I'm sitting here listening to you going, yeah, yeah, sort of, yeah. Because <laughs> I definitely know that I feel better. And the big thing that I feel when I am exercising, if, if I do, you know, go and swim or run or whatever it is that I'm doing at the time, I definitely feel that there's a greater sensation of balance in my world. And I really enjoy that sensation of balance. Um, 
But it, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I think I'm, I'm a challenge because I feel like it's easy enough for me to sacrifice that balance if something really important comes up. Um, and, I, and, and, I, and I'm at a point in my life right now, and I know that a lot of our listeners are the same because I talk to them on, uh, on Karen's couch, that they get to that point in their lives, sort of around late 30s, early 40s, where they start to think, well, hang on a minute, when does it become about me? When does my life become about a, a level, not complete balance? And, and I don't actually believe that there is such a thing called balance, especially if you do have children. But I think there's got to be a, there's got to be a point where it's I give me permission to make this next hour about me and me only. And I think when I look at it from that perspective, it's almost it, it really is it, it really is permission. You know, I, I, I've never given myself permission. I've never allowed myself. And no matter how much somebody's tried to motivate me or what they've said, it's never worked in the context of I haven't given myself the permission to have time that's only dedicated to me and not dedicated to the rest of the world or the family or, you know, whatever, whatever is pressing. Mm. So I okay. why do you think that is? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm, yeah. I'm asking. What's the difference that makes the difference, Lizzie? What what makes Karen like that? Special needs. Yeah. Well, and... be nice. <laughs> be nice. And and somebody who knows that they've got to put the oxygen mask on themselves first before they can help the child. What's the difference? What makes that difference? I love what you were saying about the giving yourself permission and I speak to women with such low self-esteem and confidence and often when um, they have become mothers, they lose that sense of um, self-worth a whole lot more and so, you know, we sort of think, oh, well, you know, you know, I don't, whether it's I don't deserve to do this for myself, I have to do this first, I have to have my, you know, my house looking nice, I have to have my my career thriving, you know. Well, Lizzie, you know, who I am I so, to take this, you know, time? Yeah. But, but or are we just so damned exhausted that we don't even have time to think? Because I remember when my children mm. were little, um, I, I stopped feeling like I had to do everything but I also wanted to do everything but my body in the end would either be exhausted or I'd get tired or I'd fall over and hurt myself or I'd do something that the universe made me sit still. So mm. um, do do women actually sit there saying, oh, I don't think I'm worth it? I, I don't ever recall having those conversations in my head. It was just like Karen was saying, something else had a stronger pull. It had a yeah. a stronger uh, desire to fix or do that than it did to go and actually move. I think that that's, that's definitely true for me and, and I know that that's certainly true for the circle of people that I have around me also in that the, um, <clears throat> there's more, okay, here we go, there's more fun, there's more passion and there's more desire in the work or the task or whatever it is that's in front of me personally um, than there is in going and busting my hump running through the soft sand on the beach. So, um, you know, like, do you know what I'm saying? Do you hear what I'm saying? So it, it's, it's a no-brainer decision almost to, 
just to, 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 to go and organise a speaking engagement. But I know that that's not the case for everybody. I know for, you know, most people, they're not doing that necessarily. For most people, it's not necessarily about fun and, and passion. It's probably more about obligation and, and necessity. Um, but even looking at that, I would <clears throat> say, and what we are talking about before, you know, that idea that, you know, getting injured, doing things, you have to go and, you know, pound the pavement and lots of stuff, that idea that we have about about exercise and it's almost like it can become this, this, this dirty word, this chore, this thing that everyone's told us we have to do but, you know, I actually rather want to do this. I don't want to have to exercise. But I do think there's something in the fact of finding something that you actually kind of really like to do that fuels your fire, that makes you, you know, that makes you feel good, that you have a bit of fun doing it rather than having to find something that's um, – that is really kind of hard on your body and just this feeling of something that you should be doing. And when I see women find that thing that they think, oh, yeah, this is kind of cool. I actually like doing it. This fits into my life. This doesn't make me injured. You know, this is um, this is suitable for me. This is quick. This one, whatever it is. Um, then it can become a bit more like that as well, like that changing that mindset around exercise. I reckon if Karen had a biochemical or neurological pathway that actually meant every time she exercised, she absorbed much more intellectual information yes, at yes. a three-to-one ratio as yes. opposed to a ten-to-one ratio, yes. she would exercise. Yes. So I actually, and whereas you look at someone like Cindy who wasn't doing a lot of exercise, but because she's as in like programmed going to the gym and things like that, but she is so active, loves her tramps or, or her hikes or whatever. And then when that woman got back into swimming, it was like <laughs> we lost her to the ocean. Wow. <laughs> so it's finding, and, and I think you're right, Lizzie, it's finding what makes you feel that sense of euphoria. But it's also realizing that exercise doesn't actually necessarily mean pounding a pavement, humping the sand, or whatever you called it, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hump the if sand, you notice, love. You notice, I never every said... time she talks about exercise, it's very gruesome. It's no, very, very gruesome. No, I never said hump, love. I never <laughs> said, no tartnessity. I never said anything about humping the sand. I said running in the soft sand. Love, you see? No, There's... I. No, this, see, is recorded. this is recorded and I will go back and listen. <laughs> You're such a tart. <laughs> do you know, do you know it's, oh it's, my goodness. it's really interesting. Um, I remember when I had three little kids and Lizzie, you may um, know people like this. When I had three little kids and, you know, my husband was out to work at 6 a.m. in the morning, 6 and 6.30 in the morning. The only time I had was between 5 a.m. and 6 a.m. before he left for work. And I had two other girlfriends in exactly the same position. And we would meet at quarter to five. We would meet. We'd walk the beach. We would solve all the problems of the world um, walking. Uh, we'd do 8K. That was our what we did. And we'd see how fast we could do it. And we'd go home and we'd be better mums and better wives and, and better people. And that was the mainstay for two decades, <laughs> it feels like. Um, and, and maybe, you know, I, don't, I think sometimes we've – but see, Karen, Karen wouldn't do that, would you, Karen? Because 
you're happy by yourself. So maybe what you need is some earplugs in your ears and listen to a lecture. Maybe that's what you need. Well, you know, Lizzie, help us out here. Yeah, but it's good that you said that, Cindy, because I think that that's true. Since I've started listening to podcasts when I'm training, it's made it really, really cool and I – I, I get so much out of it. And, and I remember I had a personal trainer who was working with me and he got really offended when I stopped coming. And he said to me, why don't you come over anymore? Why don't we train together? And I said to him, oh, I don't mean to be mean, but I don't actually want to share my downtime with anybody. <laughs> yeah. It's true. I felt really bad. I, um, when I go out in the morning, when I, I combine my jogging with my writing of my book, so I actually um, have my phone strapped to my arm and um, and have my headphones in and write and so it all records um, in my phone because I find that's when I have, you know, all that clarity that we were talking about um, and also, you know, being with a friend, I've got a you know, some, a girlfriend that I always meet up with and, oh, man, the conversations, you know, like you're saying, I'm just, yeah, solve the problems of the world. Just don't even think that, you know, what the activity we're doing is hard in any way. It's just it's talking, it's catching up and um, I love that idea and I, I'm a big podcast listener when I'm out exercising as well. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. So have you got an answer for Karen yet? Have we worked out how we're going to make her <laughs> exercise yet? I'm actually really excited about I think really that Karen answered her own, I think she answered her own question about now how you're saying that you're, you know, you're going out and you're doing some things that are, you know, are more gentle to you. You've actually sort of had that, that um, realisation that the other way isn't working for you. So what's a way that you can, um, you know, that can yeah, and I think Am that, I right? yeah, no, that's definitely true. I think I've definitely had the wake up call that I need to be a bit more gentle when I'm when I'm doing the exercise. Hence the swimming and the yoga. But um, you know, it's it, it, again, it's still it's it's still a challenge when I'm confronted with work over over exercising. It's 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 still a challenge. But you know, Kimmy, you just you're just such a dreamboat in my life, you know, because for you to say what you just said about <laughs> if I could get great downloads while I'm exercising in the ratio of three to one, I, I nobody knows me like that, you know. That's just, <laughs> it's just it's just amazing because it's absolutely true. If I could have spiritually enlightening experiences while I'm exercising, you would have me at hello. <laughs> okay, so and and make money all right so oh, I think absolutely. Um, that that's an important yeah. one too and and I want to tell you how you make money Karen I, I want to tell you what my girlfriends and I did so we used to put money together to um, go into the lotto and after a couple of years of going into the, the lotto we never won a damn thing and we probably <laughs> spent thousands of dollars so we decided that we would put that money into a bank account. So we decided on a specific ma- amount and it was 20 it was twenty or 25 bucks a week now. I can't remember. So we started this years ago. So we used to put 25 bucks a week, I think it was, into an account. That's $75 a week. Before we knew it, we had $20,000 in that account. Oh, that's awesome. And it, it is. It's like we'll pay each other. Now, I'm putting you out of a job here, Lizzie, but uh, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> but we'll, we'll pay each other to exercise each other and we put it into a bank account and, yeah, like I said, $20,000 years later and we ended up um, doing a 
we ended up doing a um, like trips. So we did trips down to the snow, um, and we we did hiking trips, and we, and we've still got money in that account, by the way. Uh, and our latest thing is we want to go hiking in New Zealand, and we've got the money to do that. So. We continue to do that despite us not walking anymore. <laughs> one of them lives out on 1.5 million acres in the middle of freaking nowhere, which we did walk when I was there, but wow. it's really hard. But we've continued it. So you mm. can make money, Karen. You could pay yourself 25 bucks. <laughs> that still wouldn't be enough for her, sorry. No, that is 50, true. 50 no. or 100. No. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. This is hilarious. But, you know, it's funny that you should actually say that, Cindy. This morning I went and had a conversation with a friend of mine and she said to me, you know what, Kaza, you need to start an adventure club. She said, you need to have an adventure club where people all come together and you use exercise as metaphors. I can't, mm-hmm. I, actually, I'm quite blown away that we're even having this conversation, to be quite honest and upfront with you. That she said, where people, where you look at, so say you go stand up paddle boarding, it's all about your core and your strength, but it's also about balance. And when you fall off, you get back on again. So she said, you know, if you had an adventure club where everybody used exercise as a metaphor for life, and each time you did something different, like mountain climbing or whatever or whatever. Yeah, um, forget that one. So you won't be coming with us on that one, Kim? No. Right. I love that. I'll come. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. And we are climbing mountains, Kimmy. Yes, yes. Kimmy, yes. Kim, I reckon um, I've got something for you. What? Oh, so you're sitting there yes. and you're doing all this amazing stuff on your computer. Are you sitting down? Yeah. Okay. So um, how it. about in your day you get up off your chair and you move right there and then you do some stretches maybe you do some dips on your chair um, a few chair poses I've got you know I'll send you something and so just so it maybe every hour maybe every two hours maybe a little alarm goes off or something and you just kind of get up and move you get off your bottom you know we're not really designed to be sitting down all day so if you can sort of have those little moments in your day and start with that Actually, do you know much about that? About this, all this problem at the moment with sitting for too long. There's a whole lot of research now coming out with the detrimental effects on our long-term health and longevity regarding sitting. Sitting is the new smoking. Yeah, but yeah. you know what? Medscape News. I'm sorry. Last yesterday dismissed that theory. Oh, really? Yeah, they actually they actually um, said there's not enough evidence to say that. Actually, I should get that article out and and talk to you guys about it. But I think what you said, Lizzie, is a brilliant idea. And I know on your computer you can make the screen go blank, put a timer on, and it goes for five minutes. And because I know this because Steve um, Myers, who did our education program, did that. And he would run up and down the stairs until the alarm came on that he'd done his five minutes and then he'd go back and he'd sit down and work. So, Karen, there is a program. You ah. can do this. Yeah, mm. you can do it. Thank I you, Lizzie. Good it. job. I must have it. And, Lizzie, the, the other thing is, and, Cindy, you might, I might need your help here because it was Steve that actually talked about this with the expression of the genes um, uh, and yes. how that occurs with now 20-minute intensity exercise instead of feeling like we have to go out now for for an hour's exercise, I think it was something along the vicinity of 75% of your genes are actually switched on um, exactly. through a 20-minute exercise regime. Um, do you are you do you still think you get that benefit with our two-minute workouts? I mean, from me and my perspective and hearing what you're about, Lizzie, is two minutes is better than nothing. 
and and then the two minutes could become two and a half minutes quite easily. And before you know it, you are up to the 20 minutes and the addiction or that sense of I need to do this, I need to have this um, will set in. What's your thoughts around the intensity exercise and also how we can build up to get into that 20 minutes? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm not writing a book saying, you know, a two-minute workout is going to, you know, um, you know, in, you know, redefine your your body and and, um, and change your life in that two minutes whatsoever. But I think that um, there really is something about that that ripple effect of moving. I think movement definitely breeds, you know, more movement, more action. So, yeah, that um, the idea of being able to to build up to go longer. If you're a someone who is incredibly um, unfit you know you haven't exercised for years and years and um, so you have to you know build yourself back up you know often it's I find it's it's also a whole lot of confidence in your body and what you can do as well as just your your actual fitness level so being able to build up you know to that point so it's a great way to start is just you know you know for you know a few minutes and there so I don't know what the um the ultimate kind of time is to to exercise or the ultimate intensity. I think it's so individual um, and um, and for some people that high intensity I'm sure really, really suits them. I know some periods of my life it's really suited me and I've found that that's, you know, made me, you know, super fit and strong and other times in my life it just hasn't suited suited me at all and and you know get injured my body rebels against it um and um you know and haven't enjoyed that at all so yeah i, I would imagine the whole thing around uh, your your words around movement is is more probably appropriate than the word exercise particularly for people that think they don't like exercise and one of the ways in which I really try, because I am so busy with work, I mean, seriously, sometimes it's nice to have people in your life that actually are a bit more like a coach. So yesterday I knew that the day was getting longer and longer. I haven't been for a walk or a run and I just thought, oh, look, today's a day that's just not going to get anything in it. My husband was due to pick me up and I sent him a note and said, hey, look, um, I'm working here. Uh, I was going to say 4.45, but can you come back at 6 because I'm really on a roll? This is the text I got back. No, I will not. I want our walk on the beach. Time runs away with our lives. I'm away so much. I miss out. You miss out. Not good enough. I'll be there in five. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, I've got goosebumps. Oh, I oh love gosh. that. Um, oh, I love it. That's and, awesome. And he picked me up within five minutes. We went home. We got changed. We walked down to the beach. And I swear to you, there is not, uh, there has never been a time in my life where I've ever been for a walk, a jog, a swim, or maybe swim, but anything where I have come back, even the mountain climb where I've come back and gone, <laughs> um, I wish I hadn't done that or bugger, mm. I exercised today. Whereas I do have, oh, bugger, I didn't exercise today. Mm. So I think, you know, maybe contextualizing what is movement, what is exercise. And the way I got around that for myself years ago, especially when the kids were little, is putting the rubbish bin out. 
um, doing that, you know, it was actually one of my forms of exercise, vacuuming. It was like, okay, I'm going to hoover the heck out of this house. I'm going to do it in 15 minutes and let's see how I can do it and get a sweat on. And it was more around movement than it was actually going for a run or the gym or a swim. Do you remember, Kimmy, the time that Kirsty and I, you were so flat out and you just were not getting away from your desk and, and I said to you, Kirsty and I are going to meet you at the at the at your house and we're going to walk from your house and do you remember that yes that amazing exercise that we did like yeah. we had to drag her out of the office it was like we'll come to you you don't have to come to us we will be there we'll, mm. and we had the super moon rise we didn't mm. know it was happening we just were walking along and this super moon rose out of the ocean so Good on your husband and good on you, Cindy and Kirsty. <laughs> it's true. And Karen, and I'm just thinking, Cindy, we need to do that to our little Miss Karen. We I'm do, just, actually. I'm just going to turn up and say to her, listen here, tight face. <laughs> we <laughs> beach. I think that's, that would be part, because I think Kaz once the hardest part, don't you think, Lizzie, is actually getting out the door. It's, it's putting the shoes on and getting out the door half the time. Oh, Why absolutely. fine. And if someone is meeting you, you will pretty much go because you know if you send them a little message, you know this thing's going to happen. Like uh, that text that um, you got back that I think, no, no, we're going. So yeah, yeah. just oh yeah. yeah, when I, I the, the amount of times that you know, even you know me who just who loves you know exercising and fitness and everything, the amount of times I wouldn't have gone if I didn't have a friend waiting for me. I would have gone. Oh no, I'll go a bit later and maybe later it never happened. But yeah, having that that person, that friend, oh, it is brilliant. Lizzie, don't you find this interesting, though, is that we won't let a friend down, but we let ourselves down. So I, I, was, I was exactly the same. I had two girlfriends. You had to meet them because if you didn't meet them, they'd be there at quarter to five by themselves, you know. Mm -hmm. So you had to be there because you'd let them down. They couldn't exercise at quarter to five. It was sometimes dangerous it, with one or two girls where three of us, we were, were safe because we'd been, we'd had a few issues happen on our walks. Yes, we've had streakers and mm. exposers. <laughs> Bloody and Jurassic Park People creatures. have hit us and, oh, we found money and we've had drunks and, oh, my gosh, you know, you can imagine what we've seen on the Lullabar Beach in 20 years. Mm -hmm. but, but you know what? You know what? I think this is a really, really good um point to make is that we will never ever let our girlfriends down but we or we will let ourselves down and maybe we need to t to speak to ourselves and we need to be the girlfriend to ourselves as opposed to you know the somebody who speaks meanly doesn't get out and exercise lets yourself down all the time so there you yeah, go miss karen uh, yeah but I'm, i have to button here sorry Cindy. Oh, Look, go for that, that's worked for her for about 30 seconds she had a little guilt button just then for a second i could feel it i could feel it coming through the phone but i can assure you it's gone now and she's still not going to go and exercise so what I'd love to know, Lizzie, is there's probably other women out there listening to Karen, uh, listening to us right here, right now, that feel the same around exercise. I want your top five go-tos on how we're going to get Miss Karen out the door. Come on. Okay. I think that she needs to find um, something hello. she wants, to, likes to do, first of all. Yeah. And then I think it sounds like a bit of accountability. So some kind of 
doing it with someone or, you know, you know, just some oh. kind of thing. Let's see, you might want to reframe that one. Yes, yes, that's, that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> she likes to do it with someone. She does, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, okay. <laughs> okay, so number one, like something. Number, number two, accountability. Um, then <laughs> big one is is make it put it into the schedule yes as well yes that's what I would do and then when it's there in that schedule some kind of alarm or something that's going to go off so you actually do it mm -hmm. and you know then then the fifth one is, you know, I think it's really interesting to look a bit deeper and like what you were saying there about, you know, why is it that, you know, we we won't let our girlfriends down? You know, why is it that we, you know, do in a way let ourselves down? And, you know, think about, I guess, those reasons, you know, why is it that you actually think that you, you know, you, you know, even you should be going out? And um, and doing something and um, and actually making that quite you know forefront in your mind. Mm, I think that's a really interesting point. And on that note, I reckon actually Kaz could write a whole podcast on itself <laughs> around looking deeper within and her accountability to exercise. I'm going to hold you accountable, Miss Karen. Oh, you're tart. Yeah, I'm going to put out a challenge to you that we actually. How about how about tomorrow morning? No. We, <laughs> Yeah. How about we go for a walk? Yes. No. Yeah. Yes. Let's, so let's, even if the exercise itself, you can't kind of find something that you like, like you're saying, like something about it that you'll actually think, oh, I'm so glad I did that. So whether it is, you know, catching up with a girlfriend when you're doing it, whether it is kind of, you know, um, speaking into a voice memo and writing some kind of speech or something you have to do while you're moving or whether it's, you know, listening to a really good podcast or or lecture or something like that, you know, actually maybe you can, um, you know, make it beyond um, just the, you know, just the exercise itself. And can I think we go roller skating? The... There you go. Sorry, 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 it's on mute. Sorry. Sorry, what was that? Roller skating. <laughs> <laughs> Do you we... have it? I'll break my wrist. I'll end up doing something ridiculous because I want to be competitive and then I'll end up hurting myself. Oh, sweet. I, I'd no. need to practice. <laughs> there's those um you find there's some around here i know it's like those roller disco party type things yeah maybe go to one let's of those. do that <laughs> lizzie i think maybe even going back to the beginning of your why like if there was some scientific literature or something maybe this should go on the book for the karens of the world but there really needs to be something in there that really does explain yes we know we release nitric oxide we know that we have a beautiful sense of endorphins and we know that in theory we all operate better when we exercise and move but maybe there needs to be something at an even deeper level than that on a mind, psychology, brainwave, something around the, the, the chemistry or the, the biophysics around what happens to the brain, the mind, and then even bigger than that, their mind uh, with the emotions and the spirit. Is there, or do we have to? I'm just trying to help Kaz. Yeah, we do have to. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I just say I knew it. I you knew did. it. She, yeah. she needs a big why. And the why's got to be more than endorphin release. This is the thing. Yeah. And it's got to be a bigger pull than just feeling better because Karen feels better when she's finished another thing that she's just ticked off her list. So she gets the same endorphin <laughs> release from physically finishing something. So maybe back to your point around we're well, doing 20 tricep dips in between um, goals or setting the thing for every hour and just doing 10 of each exercise or your two-minute workout would be a good thing for Karen, do you think? Absolutely. I mean, maybe. Um, <laughs> Sorry if you, to be such a pain in the freckle. It's not a pain. Or we're all so different, aren't we? You know, um, some of us really need that kind of, you know, need the need the science, need to see it. And other people just need the, the feeling is enough. And um, so it's so interesting how we all, you know, have find those reads. So maybe, you know, um, you know how, you know, you, you know how good it makes you feel and of stuff. So Perhaps it's like just going, okay, um, think about you down the track. So say in, in 20 years' time and the, you know, the person that, um, that you want to, to be, how you want to be able to, um, how you want to be able to think, how you want to be able to move, how strong you want to be, even, you know, even further than, than 20 years. And, and knowing that without making, working, I guess, on your, on your body, without giving it some kind of flexibility, some strength, some endurance, then perhaps you won't, you know, be able to, you know, it might stop you from thriving as much as you want to. So all these incredible things that you are doing right now, for you to be able to keep doing them in the long term, um, what can you be doing right now and how important is it for you to be doing them right now, even just little things in your day somehow? How important is that for you to actually, you know, have all that that strength and, and, and bone density and, you know, um, this, this, you know, awesome stuff going on in your brain and your mind? How important is that for you? Actually, it's interesting you should say that because it was – um, it's my beautiful grandmother's anniversary tomorrow of her passing, and just in just before she passed away, I remember in the last couple of years of her life, she was in her nineties. She was ninety-five, and I remember being at the rest home with some of the people, and she had to go to the bathroom. She had fallen because she didn't have much strength in her legs. She had fallen and broken her hip, and that of course then put even more pain on her. And then. What ended up happening is for her to go to the bathroom, she needed help. Now, my grandmother was very um, English and very proper. And she, I remember her looking at me with tears in her eyes one day, just going, whatever you do, darling, don't stop exercising, you know. And then one of her big things was, whatever you do, don't stop squatting when she came back to the room. And I, and I kind of, we giggled together and she said, I'm serious, never stop squatting. The, the worst thing for me is not being able to go to the toilet by myself because my legs can't physically hold me. Mm. So, um, you know, some, maybe, Kaz, you need to go to a rest home, you special needs, difficult soul, you. <laughs> Almost in tears for you with your Grammy, and then, <laughs> oh, you are such a dag. Honestly, I don't know anybody else like you. you just, oh, you're priceless. I just, it's true, though, isn't it, my darling? Like, let's think about it. 
I, you, look, I do think that that's important, that one must always be able to sit on one's toilet by oneself. <laughs> I, I, I definitely do believe in that. So that there is incentive. Right there, that's incentive. <laughs> definitely incentive, definitely. I agree. <laughs> oh, my goodness. If it involves, what is it, the, the, the things that I can't bear, it's snot, spit, poo, all those things, if it involves any bodily function, greatest incentive that ever there was. So. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> hey, Lizzie, how do we get hold of you and get your two-minute videos every week into our beautiful inboxes? How do we get hold of you, follow you, and look out for your book? Can you tell us a little bit about all that? Yes, um, lizziewilliamson.com. And if That's you Lizzie go, with a Y. It's with a Y, but if you type in IE, it'll still take you to the Y. Oh, good. And um, so, yeah, so there and just pop in um, your details there and, uh, and join me. And every week I will send you out a two-minute workout and some of them maybe are at your kitchen bench, maybe, you know, while you're brushing your teeth. I do quite a bit of chair sort of stuff as well um, because I know so many of us are sitting in front of our computers, some on be- on your bed, on your couch. Um, so, yeah, head there and um, – and then you'll also get links. I do like a weekly wine bottle workout and stuff, which I'm sure you girls will love. Right. Now, see, now we get to the end of the show and now it's all got my name all over it. <laughs> Lizzie, you're gorgeous. We love oh. you and you are the most infectious, beautiful oh, and most yeah. delicious human being and I think you're just absolutely gorgeous and I commend you for your path, for the way you've got yourself through, um, you know, what was considered postnatal depression and how you've used movement. It is inspirational. Your website's beautiful. So please don't ever stop doing what you're doing. You're inspirational to us all. Thank you so much. I feel this... Um this big hug coming through the line. It's just, um, it's been so amazing talking to all of you. I think wow. you're such inspirational women and I feel like we could have easily just had, you know, a cup of tea together or a glass of wine or something. It's been this, such a wonderful chat. Well, my darling, if you really do want to get Karen off her couch, then I suggest <laughs> that what we're going to have to do is a lot longer than a one-hour podcast is all I'm saying. <laughs> Do you know, I just, I'm absolutely blown away that this whole call has become about me being the biggest pain in the freckle when it comes to exercising. I just think that's hilarious. Yeah, but my darling, for many people, you've been a great example. We've loved you being the guinea pig because a lot of people feel the same. Absolutely. Karen, I'm, I'm sending you... I'm sending you the wine bottle workout. How about we start with that? Okay, I'm with you, girlfriend. I'm with you. <laughs> Our beautiful Cindy has had to take off onto the plane. Have we lost her yet? Oh, yeah, I think we have. Oh, we love you, Cindy. We love you too. And, you know, this has been a really, really cool show. This has been absolutely awesome. Lizzie, thank you for being so patient. And, you know, for everybody who's listened to the show, please don't leave me hanging out here by myself. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Don't leave me hanging out here by myself that I'm the only only, um, weirdo. So please post your comments on our Facebook page at allthews.facebook.com forward slash up for a chat and say, Kaza, baby, I'm with you. (laughs) Absolutely. There's there's a lot of people out there with you. Don't you worry. Oh, do you promise? Oh, yeah. 
Absolutely. That's my job. It's what I do. And, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to help you. I'm going to get you moving. I've got a, <laughs> forming a little plan. Like, oh, oh, my God. My mind is just still going. This I have right. got to see. I cannot <laughs> wait. I cannot wait. Oh, I've become a project. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love well it. Done. I love it. Oh, awesome. It's Lizzie. a <laughs> Oh, we've got you. Sure. It's a mission. That's what it is. It's a Good mission. Luck. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm mission. Sorry. I choose to accept it. Yeah. It's a mission. It's a mission. Yeah. <laughs> we love you, Cindy. Drive carefully, beautiful girl. Lizzie, your final words, anything before Kaza signs off, any sort of inspirational, motivational piece around movement or exercise, give it to us. Just do it. Start yeah. moving and see how you can get it into your life. See how you can be more active. Get rid of all the rules and the expectations that you have around that word exercise and just see what happens when you, you know, start, you know, walking up the street rather than driving. You start um, doing some push-ups on your kitchen bench. Whatever it is, just get that beautiful body of yours moving. Love it. Oh. Gosh, okay. <laughs> no one said anything about sex. Do we actually know the benefits oh, of sex? I just see, check in. Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> Every single call. First she's humping the sand. <laughs> and now, you know, we can't leave the show. I just it didn't come up at all, Lizzie. I just wondered, was there anything around movement in that way? Just one. <laughs> well, yes. Um, if oh you think goodness. about, you know, strength <laughs> in your body and positions, and if you know, if you want to go there, we can go there. But uh, you know, the, the stronger you are, you. I'll just leave that with you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. She's always going there, Lizzie. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> Oh, my goodness, how hilarious. Okay, everybody, well, I think that does bring us to the end of the show. Thank you, beautiful Lizzie. Kimmy has said it all. You've been an absolute treat and such a great sport. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. We look forward to having you back on the show again one of these days when um, we have great results with me. Um, just, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> I want a post-interview with you, Lizzie, when we get there. Let's just say. Let's just all do right. that. Let's do okay. that. Okay. Let's do it. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hopefully you've loved today's show as much as I personally have. I think it's been hilarious. You can also post all of your comments on all the w's.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat. And we're going to join you here again next week at the same time, same station, right here on Up for a Chat, where you get to become part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. We're going to see you on the ride. Have an awesome week. Big hugs coming out your way. Bye, everybody. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.